The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, howdy, howdy, folks. Welcome back to Hoot and a Half. I'm your host, Matt King. This is my lovely co-host, Mike Sheffer. And today we are joined with Olivia O'Brien. Olivia O'Brien is a singer-songwriter who has dozens and dozens of hits. She just... I have one hit and dozens and dozens of songs. They're hits in my book. They're hits in my playlist. You're one of my biggest fans. (laughs) She just released the first half of her sophomore album, Episodes Season 1. And you just reached a billion listens with your song, your hit song with Nash, I Hate You, I Love You. Welcome, Olivia. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> so I know that we're probably going to have a lot of moments of deja vu because we had you on St. and Heat. Deja vu. Uh, we let, let her do the oh, singing. Okay. <laughs> 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 no. um, yeah, we are. Oh, we're going to have lots of moments of deja vu because... Uh, but I wasn't there, so it's going to be different. Yes, True. exactly. Now I have you all to myself because people were commenting, oh my gosh, I feel like this is Matt just fangirling over <laughs> Olivia the entire interview. But um, I know that you have already been doing so many interviews, and I feel like you're probably sick of being constantly asked about your hit song, I Hate You, I Love You, you know, it probably it follows us everywhere it follows you everywhere in interviews everywhere. but this is the only Sorry. question i'm going to have about the song because i already know how you made it how it came about but it reached a billion listens on spotify mm-hmm. how does it feel to be a spotify billionaire it's cool because i got a plaque that like only very few like really 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 fucking popular artists have <laughs> so it was crazy like they they put together so it's like a thing i think drake started it i want to say someone started it where you like eat food or like put something in your because it's like a bowl. Oh, so right. I put 1942 and a silly straw in mine, and I but I ended up fucking up the plaque a little bit because we were trying to get it out because I had to refilm the video, and so we like me and Sydney were like trying to get the 42 out and like put it back in the bottle. Oh, oh, no. It was so bad, and I, we like t- used like a little like shovel and we screamed. <laughs> and your silver's like starting so to bad. Don't tell Spotify. I'm so <laughs> sorry, Spotify. I'm I gonna saw, get it fixed. Because I saw with Nash, he got he filled it up with milk and then put his cat on yeah, it or something, something crazy like or like the cat food or something yeah and like i think bb rex did like cereal someone did like spaghetti like random random things um so it was cool i i posted a video of that and then they put like a video together of like everyone's videos and posted like the billionaires club or billions club or something like that for their like playlist and it was so crazy to see everyone else in the video and then it's just like me I'm, like, hey. <laughs> um but yeah they and spotify's like so supportive of me for some reason i don't know why but like they like it just felt so cool to, like they put all these like pop and ass artists and then just like little me and i was like yay they really do spotify has an incredible like feel for not only 
the musicians but like their listeners as well mm-hmm. and like what they're suggesting to you all the time like playlisting I, and I even love now they're doing concert tickets and they're really taking over but you can like there's a link to like your merch and like they show a link to your tickets and all that stuff they link everything it's so crazy That's and you can put i think you can put like a charity to donate to now if you want to like there's like a whole profile you can build as an artist and there's a, the best part about spotify is the spotify for artists app i feel like this is an ad right now so <laughs> they have an app called spotify for artists and you can go and like i'll show you you can literally see everything that happens it's crazy and i can edit everything Whoa. on my profile you can see like what countries are being listened to how much like d- how many minutes people are listening to like, what songs are popping what playlists you're on like this is so it says like my latest release so this is like episode season one it says 11 million streams and then like i go to this, this is like my top songs so this is like how many streams they got in the past oh damn like, it's like all your analytics long. and it's super so, well like designed and yeah spotify yeah, is awesome it's crazy it says oh my version of hate you love you streams are down Oh no! What a get them up. Get them they're up. They're down five point eight three percent. Well, because it's because they're listening to episodes. That's why. <laughs> Actually, but it's weird because it looks like it went up a little bit. And what's crazy? Every song it dips over the weekend. So see those little dips? Those are all like sa- Sundays. Oh. Or Saturdays or Sundays. Because everyone's at church. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. But like every, it's so crazy. Like on sometimes I'll check it on on a weekend and I'll be like, what the hell? Why is it a little dip? And then I look and I'm like, oh wait, yeah, just dips. Like every single one has like a dip, right? Now, when you're on the normal yeah. Spotify app, are you on your own private, like, account? Or are you still, like, logged in as an artist on Spotify? Oh, I'm on my, like, personal, like, Olivia O'Brien. Have people or... ever uh, found that profile and, like, found all your, like, own hidden playlists? I think I hide. I, I make all my playlists private because I don't want anyone to judge me. Even though I do think that I have good music taste, it, I also listen to some questionable things. But then Spotify puts you on blast at the end of the year, too, with the, the wrap-up. And it's like, you listen mm-hmm. to Backstreet Boys, point one percent. You're the top 1% <laughs> yeah. of Backstreet Boys. Or, yeah, or you're like, listening uh, to white noise on repeat. Yeah. Like, or, like, the like, sounds like, of fans New or York something. coffee shop. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know. I always, like, try to think about that. Like, oh, my gosh, I've been listening to this song, like, way too much. It's going to I don't I'm gonna be disappointed. I'm my rap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were you in the top percentage of any artists like that you listen to yeah but i can't remember who it was probably like tame impala yeah which everyone started hating on tame impala recently because it's like the go-to like i'm interesting and i listen yeah. to tame impala and so now it's not cool but like <laughs> i mean they're still music an is incredible just so good. yeah it's the music so is still good. incredible did you have you seen them live before yeah no i saw i saw them live with olivia at coachella, coachella? oh yeah no, i wasn't all there. there i wasn't there I thought you were standing right next to me. Uh-uh. Oh. I was on tour. I remember because, and oh. yeah, it was so sad. So that year, um, I went on tour. It was 2019. I was on tour and and my manager was like, okay, so you're not going to be able to go to Coachella because you're going to be on tour, but like, it's okay because your ticket sales are so good. Like we're going to show Coachella that you're going to play and like, they're, they're going to book you and everything. So the end of that year comes and I was like, okay, like what got me through not seeing my favorite band at Coachella was like, it's okay. Like, and Coachella is my favorite fucking time of the year. I love Coachella. I live for Coachella. I don't care if it's embarrassing and cliche. I love Coachella. Oh, yeah. I think Coachella is so overrated that it's underrated because <laughs> yes. everyone thinks it's so overrated. Therefore, it becomes underrated. Oh, anyway, yeah. That's a whole other story. But I was like sitting there, like while it was happening, like everyone was there, like Todd was there. And I was just like, oh my God. Like, like I not, we were dating at the time. And I was like, my, like literally my boyfriend, all my friends are at Coachella right now without me watching my favorite <laughs> band. And I wanted to die. But I was like, it's okay. I'm going to play next year. I'm going to play next year. 
Lo and behold, I booked Coachella for the next year. For 2020. And then it got canceled. Oh. Uh, and I was like, oh, two years without Coachella. Cool. And then it didn't happen this year. So I've got three years without Coachella. And I'm so ready for Coachella to happen again. Like, Well, at least we still think in our minds that you were there. So You were there the in spirit. Fo- the, the FOMO isn't too bad because I still think you were with us. But <laughs> hey, on the bright side, though, even though you couldn't play Coachella last year, you're playing Lollapalooza and mm-hmm. Bottle Rock this year. Yeah. And like... Less than a few weeks, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Lala's in on the 29th, so. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I know it's crazy. It's my first show back. Well, I'm playing a show the night before, so I'm doing. I'm playing Lala Thursday, and then I have a show Wednesday night beforehand. So I'm doing that. That's gonna be my first show back, and then Lala's gonna be my first like festival. Oh, it's perfect. Is the band all you guys rehearsed up? You know who's playing what instruments? So you got that all locked in, or are you still working on no, that? I start rehearsals on like Sunday for Lala, so I haven't done anything yet. How big's the band? I just have uh, my guys that I always play with. Just two people. It's uh, a good, uh, bleh, bleh. can't speak. One guy plays guitar and piano, and one uh, a drummer. Perfect. Connor and Johannes. Now, do you? Um, I don't like take you as to be a nervous person, but um, are you a little bit more nervous about doing a festival show compared to actually doing a solo show where the audience is one hundred percent? there just to see you i haven't done a festival in a while normally i am really nervous and then i go and then it's fine like i remember the last well no i've played a bunch of festivals since then but um outside lands i think was probably the biggest festival that i've done it was most like special to me because that's a festival i went to growing up a lot um and i was so nervous that no one would show up and i had like the best crowd it was great so i always get really nervous and then i does it everything's fine so I'm a little nervous just because I don't know what it's going to be like to play a festival after everything that's been happening. Like, I don't know. I think it's going to be insanely incredible. Like, if you watch, like, sports arenas now when they have all the audience back, everyone is losing their fucking minds the whole time. I feel like everyone is craving to get back in that, like, energetic, loud environment. And you're going to be great. And then for Bottle Rock, you're going to be performing in, like, your old stomping grounds, Napa, Mm -hmm. uh, California. So you have like a lot of like uh, family and friends and aunts and uncles, everyone coming out to see you for it. Um, my mom lives there still, so she's coming and she's bringing, I think, a couple of her friends. I think my dad will probably come. My dad's coming to Lala, um, and then all my like friends from high school are gonna come. I think a couple of my my like two of my best friends from high school are actually coming to Lala because my one of them lives in Chicago. Oh, great! So it's great. Yeah, and the other one's flying out, so it's gonna be fun. And then you have all your little old enemies in the crowd at napa <laughs> i'm scared i'm like if i there's like some people that like if i see their face i'll probably like choke up and like be scared it's gonna be like, like it's gonna be like skater boy but like in reverse where it's like they all got tickets to see olivia's show look up at the girl that they made fun know. of yeah. no but that has to be really cool and it's awesome even for bottle rock you're going to be playing on the same day as like guns and roses miley cyrus dominic fike are you really excited about trying to like manifest any interactions or uh, meetings with them backstage i refuse to meet people anymore it scares me too much really yeah because like what if they suck and then i'm sad oh i get yeah that is kind of like disappointing when it's someone who you have looked up to for so long and then the moment's just like uh, 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 okay Well, like when i was i played bumbershoot in seattle a couple years ago and blondie played after me on the same stage and i love blondie and me and my friend Mitchie, who was in a band called Lovely the Band, we were backstage and we were like, let's go say hi to Debbie Harry. Like, I love Debbie Harry. Let's go say hi to her. And she just like 
didn't want to talk to us. And she Did she know like, that you were also an artist I don't performing think so. there? I don't know. We like we were like, hey, like we and then we like took a photo with her and she looks pissed. Oh. And we're standing there like and she's like <laughs> I mean, she's been around the block many, I mean, many times. I mean, I still idolize her, but it was just like, I was like, I kind of wish I just left it alone <laughs> at this point. Um, I think it's sometimes better to just, I don't like to humanize people that I really, really idolize and think are like above me mm-hmm. as a human being because I just want to keep them there so that I have something to aspire to. Yeah, you don't want to disappoint them. If they become too human to me, I get sad. You can't like connect with it on that mythical level. Yeah, that you it did defeats before. the whole thing. Like I don't want to believe that everyone's the same, just a normal human. Even though I know that. Was there anyone that you've met in the past who exceeded your expectations? Where you actually thought like, oh, they're probably not going to be that nice, and then they ended up being the complete opposite. Um, SZA was really nice when I met her, but I think she was really high. <laughs> <laughs> she was smoking. We were like smoking a joint outside. Uh, it was like a, at a Kehlani concert, like so long ago, like right after Control came out, I think. So wow. like 2016, 17. And she put her number in my phone, but it was right where her like where the name was supposed to go. And she was really high, and I don't think she knew what was happening. And I texted her, and she didn't, never texted me like, back. She's like, "Who's but, this?" Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. But I, she was so nice. I have a photo of me, her, and Khalid. But I look so ugly, and I like don't want to ever post it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst is when you finally get the photo with like someone you're so excited to meet and then you're like, oh my God. Or you hand the phone to someone that doesn't know how to use the camera and they're just like, the photo is blurry and they only take one photo and they take it horizontally and like, yeah. Um, But even like, I don't think I would want to ever like actually hang out with SZA on the off chance that like something, maybe she says something that just takes it down. Like she's everything to me yeah so i just want to keep and then you're just repeating that conversation over over and over you want to just just keep the mystery of like yeah Yeah. that's a good approach and i like i don't like my manager the other day was telling me that so his friend like thinks that i should hang out with this artist that i love like i just love her music and i was like no i don't want to hang out with her because that'll it'll ruin it like like i don't care what happens with us if we're friends then it'll still like i'll listen to her music differently and if we don't become friends then i'll listen to her music differently like i just want to be a fan let me be a fan <laughs> like stay away from me i just respect like, it i respect it and also like i feel like at festivals too people are just always running around from sound check to their meet and greet to this and like meeting someone backstage at a festival probably also not the ideal way to meet someone yeah, that definitely. you really are a fan of so it's a it's an interesting approach, probably not one most people would take to be like, yeah, I'm going to avoid meeting all these people that are four feet away from me that I'm a huge fan of. But it takes a, a lot of self-discipline to recognize that in yourself. Well, I'll like maybe say hi. I just don't want to like take it too seriously. Also, like a lot of experiences I had when I was like kind of when I was young and I was first starting out and I was just like getting my little artist passes to festivals like I, the first time I went or not the first time. Uh, like the third time I think I went to Outside Lands and I saw Anderson Pock and his 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 drumstick hit me in the chest. He <gasps> threw it into the crowd and hit me in the chest. And I was so excited. I was like, <laughs> hell yeah. I like I loved him. Did you get to and, keep the stick? Yeah. And I went backstage because I it was my first year getting like artist passes for my managers and I was like, I'm so cool. I went backstage, I saw him and I was so high. <laughs> and I like went up to him and was like, Your drumstick hit me in the chest. And he was like are you okay? And I was like, yeah, it was awesome. Like I, and then I, I was like, love your music. And then I walked away and then I was like, wait, I should tell him that like I make music too. So I went back to him and I was like, I make music too. He's like, you again. And he was like, cool. <laughs> and I was like, oh God. So it's like, it's not even just that I don't want to meet them. Cause I don't want to ruin the like idea 
of them in my head but i also don't want to embarrass myself because now i think about that every time i listen to his music i'm like oh remember that time when i literally was so embarrassing and was like really high like oh i make i make music too and he was like cool what kind and i was like um pop bye it was so bad it was so bad and i think about it all the time so let's talk about the first half of this album that you've now dropped episodes season one interesting name because when i first saw it i thought like oh show. is she is she putting out a tv show so where did this name come about and i also love that you really kind of uh disrupt the form of how artists normally release their stuff and i'm interested in why doing it in two parts there's a few a few different things that kind of went into it so i originally didn't want to make another album because i it's like I just don't like albums. Like, I was doing my micro mixtapes. I like listening to other people's albums, but for me personally, like, it takes so long to finish a whole album and make it cohesive and come up with the concepts and have all the songs finished. And by the time you're done, like, if I'll, I'll usually still be writing and then I'll be like, oh, well, now I don't want to put these songs from two years ago on here. I want to put my new ones. And then it just, like, it feels like a never ending project. So it's always easier for me to do things in shorter just shorter smaller packages um that's why i did my micro mixtapes that's why i i dropped my first project i dropped was an ep like it just feels easier and just better for me mentally <laughs> um and then i was yeah i was planning on just keeping with my micro mixtapes and then my label was like oh you should put out an album and i was like okay i'll make an album like whatever i'll make an album then I start working on my album and then the president of my label leaves and then the guy that's like the acting head of the label is like, wait, so why are you making an album? Like, you're so much cooler than that. Like, you've been doing all this, these the interesting things. Like, what's the deal? Why are you making an album? I'm like, you guys told me to make an album. So yeah. I made a fucking album. <laughs> By the way, that was supposed to come out in March. So I was like, I'm so over this shit. I'm going to do a two-part thing because my like the songs that i really liked a lot of them weren't finished yet but then a lot of them were finished and i was like okay i'm just gonna put out what's done what i know i like what's finished and just have like the counterparts on the second half come out later and the episodes thing is uh it's i mean it's kind of just the concept i came up with for the two-part album but it's like the the idea behind it is that every song is really different from the next. Like it's not necessarily a cohesive project. The production is really different. All of them. The subject matter is different. Uh, everything's different. Yeah, it's episodic. Mm -hmm. it, like everything lives within its own. It makes yeah. it easier for you to catalog what each song is, and where you're wor not worrying about repeating yourself or knowing that you have a structure to follow. Yeah, and I just I like to make lots of different types of music. I listen to a lot of different types of music. I'm inspired by many different things, so I don't want to put myself in the box of like, oh, I have to make piano ballads or oh i have to make like upbeat like pop punk type things like i want to be able to make every kind of music that i enjoy listening to and that i enjoy making and i don't want to have to think about that when i go in the studio like oh what do what is going to be cohesive with my other song what's going to sound like this like i that's not the way my brain works that's not the way i want it to work so um yeah i kind of just was like whatever each song lives its own it has its own story but then it it's still kind of they tell a story as you, as you go still and it's like a tv show yeah. and i like to live my life like i'm in a tv show or in a movie 
and you're the main character be dramatic yeah and i hate saying like oh like main character moment because it's like such a now it's become like a tiktok thing of like yeah. the main character <laughs> romanticize your life <laughs> like okay yeah we get it but i actually do live my life like that like even since i was a little kid i remember i would be like on a road trip and i would look out the window like at the rain falling down and listen to like song on my ipod like michelle branch and i would be like <laughs> <laughs> like making your whole life a music video oh, yeah. in, like, in real life. I always thought someone was gonna come kill me. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, what? I was such a little narcissist as a child because like, why? Why do you? Why do you think you're so special that someone's out to get you? Mm. You know, like, like when you're driving at night, you see someone behind you, like, oh, they're finally gonna get me now. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. why are they gonna get you? No one wants to get you. <laughs> I thought I had magical powers until I was in high school. So, oh, what powers? Um, at first, I thought that me and my friend Reese, we thought that I was like some i don't know what obsession we had with the elements but she can control fire and i control (laughs) water like i thought i could and i was obsessed with mermaids for a while and fairies i my mom pretended to be a fairy and write me letters for like a long time and it took me a while to figure she would write in like a little circle like this anyway i was really pissed when i found out that she was um her name was pansy so my mom was pansy and i was telling her all about my crush on nick and she was like well and i was like five <laughs> so you thought you grew up with a fairy yes i thought i grew up with a fairy okay and then you know do you guys read the percy jackson books uh no but i, I did go to an interview thing with them when i was on the newspaper team in high school but yeah they should have given that opportunity to me <laughs> someone who read the books um anyway i thought that i was a half-blood for and so in percy jackson in sixth grade is when someone comes to get you and take you to camp half-blood that's like the age then you go to camp half-blood so me and my friend lily we come came up with these like intricate stories about how i um was so my dad played water polo in high school and he has like sea green eyes so i thought oh my god he's a descendant of poseidon obviously (laughs) that's the only logical explanation for this and my friend lily her dad wore pinstripe suits and he was like the manager of a hotel like the westin in napa and we were like obviously he is a descendant of zeus (laughs) (laughs) because in the books zeus wears like pinstripe suits and has like gray hair and it's like we like we're so convinced we came up with these whole backstories i used to live on a pretty big property we had like a horse and a little barn and there's like this abandoned chicken coop from the old owner we turned it into a camp Hopwood cabin, printed out fake report cards, a map of the camp. I had like a plastic sword and we would go venture through the through my yard. You were monsters. you were prepared for no. this for this day to come. We didn't pack like snacks and like different like trinkets and things that were represented different things from the books. And after uh so once I hit sixth grade, you know. I was waiting for my moment for them to come and get me, and they never did. And he never did. And he just graduated from sixth grade. And I was like, wow, my soul is crushed, and I'll never believe in anything ever again. And I haven't since. Uh, yeah i had i was i went through oh a my god that's so sad <laughs> but it's honestly adorable growing though. up with a fake fairy godmother that's writing you notes so you think is your secret diary preparing to go to a camp that you never get called to mm-hmm. what what else is sad about your childhood? oh that's the tip of the iceberg baby <laughs> wait I, i'm very interested in this fairy situation how how old were you when it when you discovered that this was your mom writing the notes and how did you discover that it was your mom writing you the notes i don't remember i built like a fucking house for this fucking fairy i built i did so much for her you built a whole house for the fairy well, like a little one a little I guess. house out of cardboard yeah because it's fairy sized uh-huh okay okay but you so you are a person who spends your spend a lot of your time preparing for the things that you are anticipating yeah and, and I would write stories too. Like I used to write stories about mermaids and fairies and things. Wow. Yeah. I wanted really to be. Sad. A, I just a, got a mermaid and a fairy tattooed on me because of my. Oh <laughs> wow! How cool! Bringing it all back around. Yeah. 
are they done with the Percy Jackson movies? The movies suck. It's so like I can't even begin to get into it because I was so pissed when I watched the movie. I was like, this is not like the box. Well, if they reinvented it and they asked you to do a song for the Percy Jackson a soundtrack, would you say no or yes? No, I would obviously do it. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. I would whatever. love for that to happen for you. Back <laughs> <laughs> This is like so not what we were talking about. I was like, by the way, I used to be a really weird kid. Huh? No, I love it. I love it. We were already gonna get into that, but now we've established it. I'm sorry that your your half blood uh, dream didn't come fully true full but you're playing Lollapalooza true. so like it all kind of yeah, balances out but I'm immortal have you made a mermaid themed music video no that'd be fire though yes yeah but, but in, in the music videos you've already made especially um, the ones that you have put out for this first half of the album have been awesome I've loved Sociopath when Thank we you. uh got together when you were on Zane and Heath. It hadn't come out yet, but it came out that week. Oh, yeah. Support for Hoot and a Half is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And they have just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, Mike, the 4.0, because I've had the 2.0, I've had the 3.0, and now I have the 4.0, and guys, hands down, this is my best, best Manscaped trimmer. Hope you're enjoying this episode. Another quick break from today's sponsor. Support for Hoot and a Half is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and they have just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, Mike. The 4.0. Because I've had the 2.0, I've had the 3.0, and now I have the 4.0. And guys, hands down, this is my best, best Manscaped trimmer. Join over 2 million men who trust Manscaped with this special offer just for you. 20% off and free shipping worldwide with the promo code HOOT, H-O-O-T, 2020 at manscaped.com. Imagine it, Mike, shaving with a sleek, well-designed, optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. I am one of the first people to try the 4.0 and I am blown away by its performance. The craftsmanship and the details on the 4.0 are next level. And we're all about craftsmanship and details here at Hoot and Half. That's right, Mike. Because, you know, we all need a little body maintenance. We all got to, you know, have a little trimmy trim trim. Got to get a little manscaped. And the last thing you want is to buy a trimmer that is not up to par unlike the lawnmower 4.0 because you don't want to be snagging you don't want to be cutting you don't want to be doing any harm to your family jewels and you don't want any happy accidents or unhappy accidents when you're cleaning up for that special someone <laughs> there's a multifunction on off switch a travel safety switch and there's a 4000k led light so you can get a little extra looky when you're doing a more precise trim and did we mention the wireless charging no, Mike, we haven't. Well, the new wireless charging uses electromagnetic induction. That's a big word. Well, it helps the battery last longer. Oh, you'll learn something every day. So, men, if you have been using the same nut trimmer on your face, you have been doing it wrong. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not the way to do it. No person wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. <laughs> so, now is the time to get your own ball and body hair trimmer with Manscaped. To make me time the best time. And enhance your confidence with some nice, smooth boys. We are hooking you guys up, our listeners, our watchers, with a great deal. You can get 20% off in free shipping when you use the code HOOT20 at manscaped.com. Once again, to get 20% off and free shipping, use code HOOT20 
H-O-O-T-2-0 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code HOOT20. <laughs> and now back to the episode. Love the video. I mean, it was... Oh my God, I just like almost spit my gum out. <laughs> Are you chewing gum right now yeah. in the middle of my podcast? <laughs> I had a bagel with salmon and onions before I came here, and my oh, breath so was. So that's what the smell bad. is. It's a combination of the mint and the. <laughs> <laughs> He's joking. It's I'm a joking. joke. It's They're going to believe you. <laughs> Are you going to do it the whole time? Do you want me to spit it out? You can spit it out. <laughs> I, ju- Wait, I just thought of it. Oh, uh, we're talking about the music videos, the sociopath mm. music video. It's awesome. I think you know, it, it came out that night after I did the podcast. Yes, that's right. Premiere. Yeah. And uh, I loved it. It just it reminded me of like you know the Backstreet Boys. Everybody like it's like an homage to you know Thriller and um, all of that. And uh, I got to say, I was very very impressed with the acting of all of your friends. You know, Stas, Kels, Quinn, Dude. Drew. <laughs> Everybody so really showed up, but I'm so curious behind the scenes because I know you guys as friends. Y'all are so funny. <laughs> How many takes did it take for everyone to like stay serious or were Dude. you surprised? Did you Dude. audition them? Or? No, I was like, you guys have to be in it. And there was drama with my last video. Like a couple people bailed on me last minute in a really messed up fashion. And so they like kind of owed me. Like Kelsey was like, it's, I'll be in the next one. Like yeah. I have to be. And I was like, you, yeah, you are. And you're going to act. But they were really excited because it's like being in a horror movie. Like everyone wants to do that. It's fun. Yeah. So I, I kind of like advertised it to them in that way of like, you guys are going to get killed. Woo! And they were like, yes. And Stoss was like, I have to have a moment. Like if you're going to, if I'm going to be in the video, like I have to have a, a, like I need the biggest scene. And I was like, of course. Yeah, of course. course. Like classic. But yeah. And I was like, babe, I got you. Like you, but you're going to have to act. And she was like, I'm going to do it. And I was like, you're going to have to act. She was like, I got it. So, and of course her glam team was more expensive than mine. I made more. She had her own glam team. Oh my Lord. She was like, I'll only do it if I can get this makeup artist. And did she request to be the, oh, I don't want to spoil, but did she request to be the first one uh, offed in the video? Uh, well, I did that because I wanted like her to be done first. <laughs> you didn't want to keep paying for her to keep getting glammed up through all the other shots. Well, no. I'm, so, but, but the funniest part of the video is that the night before, they got really drunk and I did not get drunk. I wanted to go because my this guy that I was like, kind of talking to was there and i was like i'm gonna go and i didn't wash my spray tan off yet so i looked i couldn't put makeup on and i just had like i just was really bad i was like i just looked like all one color and just like (laughs) it it was like a sociopath yeah like (laughs) like you just went head first because they there's like bronzer in the spray tan before they and it washes off but if you don't wash it off it's just like like my lip like it's everywhere so it's like my lips were the same color you started with a clean palette before you did the makeup for the video it was uh it was interesting um and so i i went and whatever it was fine i drove stoss's car home at like 2 a.m and and they were still i was worried yeah and they had like a a party bus they had like a sprinter van and (laughs) the next morning i wake up to all these i wake up like 7 a.m to all these videos of them i have never seen drunker people in my life my friend do you guys you guys know Quen Blackwell? Oh yeah. She fell down the stairs. <laughs> right before I left, she fucking tumbled down the stairs. I was like, dude, if you if you show up tomorrow and you guys I can't like in a neck brace and a cast, like, like hey, we're like, here to shoot. I was like, I'm gonna be so sad. Like so sad. What time was the the start time? They didn't have to be there till like two PM or something okay. like that. So they made it, but they were so hungover, they did not 
feel well. <laughs> um, and in the beginning, we're like talking a little bit like that's part of the scene so we just kept like talking about the night like while we were doing and it was so funny and then quinn goes last night was a key and you can hear it if you listen to this, you can hear it. <laughs> and it's so funny and they were like our other friend like called them and was like you guys made la history last night like they were so drunk i don't know how they made it to the to the shoot but i was so happy that they like pulled through and did it and kelsey was a champ because she had the last scene so she stayed late like i was hoping that they'd all be out relatively early i was there till 4 30 a.m so it was crazy and uh yeah it was a lot i was like shaking after i was in like a, i had fake blood all over me i was wearing like basically nothing and standing outside in the freezing cold at 4 a.m standing in stripper heels on gravel with the fuck <laughs> like running it was, away from a guy with a knife it was crazy so how did you yeah. end up casting the guy who would play the uh the serial killer. Did you have like auditions for them? And did you pick he, <laughs> from like a bunch of headshots of different guys? He was in my music video for my song, Just a Boy. Oh. So I already knew him. It was great because he's just like the perfect, like he just looks the part for all of the like fuck boys. But he's great. Love you, Zach. Thanks. <laughs> Not to put anyone on blast. Was there anyone who were like... Maybe we shouldn't have called her to be in this because the acting is just not. <laughs> like, like, no, can we do I, that over again? I think they all did a really good job, especially in the circumstances. I was really proud of Sauce because she, even she, like afterwards, she was like, "I wasn't sure I was going to be able to like act like that," but like, and I was like, "No, you killed it! Like, you did a really good job. Like, she she did great." Um, and I special props to Sydney and Drew because there's a part in the middle that they improvised. So Drew goes, he's like, "Sydney, hide!" and she goes. You want to go to hide right now? <laughs> they improvise <laughs> that. That's one of the best jokes like right? in the it's video. So wow, it's so good. I was so. I love. She's like wearing Sydney's wearing slippers and she's like going down into the garage and you can tell she has to be so careful yeah. not to fall. So she's, she's like, like <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. I, I saw. I watched that and I was like, oh my god, thank god I fucking put them in it. it so if so you funny. had to give an Oscar though out of all the friends in the video, um, who would win for uh, best actor or actress? I don't know. Honestly, maybe Quen. Quen kind of killed it in her scene, like when she actually got killed. Oh, it was yeah. really good. She liked the, the scream, but she's she like screaming is a part of like her personality at this point. Like she's like, <laughs> <laughs> so she just nailed it. She was great. They all did really good. Good, good. I'm curious to ask about this about your song Sociopath because you know a month later, how did it feel to have this other artist with the name Olivia come onto the scene with a very hit song that emphasized the lyric sociopath? Uh, I'm just curious what your reaction was about that. I was like, I, I mean, I didn't even know when I first listened to it because I didn't listen to the whole thing. She doesn't say it until the end. And I'd like heard the song, but I didn't until it was on TikTok and people were like doing that line. I was like, wait, what? She says that. But I mean, yeah, it was, it's been weird having like another like person in my lane being named Olivia just because now like people will comment and be like love your song driver's license haha and i'm like okay like wrong olivia <laughs> um you know that's obviously like annoying but it's not like it's her fault or anything <laughs> right, no. um maybe you got some extra streams from people typing in and olivia, olivia sociopath, sociopath and you just hey yeah. take what you can get cool. cool i was just curious just to ask that question yeah. if it like crossed your mind and you were like i i was like that's like just i think it's just a hilarious coincidence but yeah like, has anyone even said sociopath in a song before this? I don't think so. Wait, what is, uh, tell your friends that I'm crazy, drive you, Matt Conan O'Gray song? Oh, you maniac. Oh, oh sociopath. Ma he does say sociopath, right? Oh, he's like, or no, or no psychopath. Goes, it's like a psychopath. psychopath. 
Yeah, he's yeah. a psychopath. All right. <laughs> I guess mental illnesses are all the rave and pop yes. pop lyrics these days. I guess so. We're all mentally ill. Every pop singer is mentally ill. You have to be. <laughs> uh, you seem pretty well adjusted, Olivia. I've been dealing with it for a while. <laughs> so you already have a video out for Sociopath and No More Friends. Should well, you- there's like visualizers. We didn't make it. So I want to make a music video with Ollie. Okay. Um, and he's been in Brazil. His schedule is really crazy. I think he moved to Brazil. Um, but he, yeah, we've been trying to figure it out and how to do it. Maybe like ha- have him in it remotely somehow. But we've been trying to figure that out. So we'll see what happens. Uh, so uh, what besides this amazing bomb release of uh, episodes, you bought a house. Congratulations. I, did. I bought a house. I loved your old place that you had. I don't know if you, I think you had another it was place haunted. in between. It was haunted, but you had such a great vibe. I love. Oh, your, the one at the one at that was like right behind my old house that I lived. Oh, in. I lo- that one was haunted. I love that one. And you had such great interior design and stuff. So do you have a lot of big plans Not for at this that one? House. At my at my house in between, I had good interior design ish. I was just kind of okay. So too. this is. I was saying that just to be nice. This is how it went. <laughs> but I swear it was haunted. Like something was like as soon as I moved into that house, my dog started going to the bathroom in the house again he was completely potty trained completely completely potty trained started going to the bathroom in this house again and the landlady told me she was like is your dog potty trained i was like yes he's been potty trained he's four years old he's been potty trained for and since since he was like two and she was like oh that's what the last people said and then when they're when they lived here for six months like their dog was going to the bathroom all over the house the poop ghost the poop ghost (laughs) and then and also it was weird my landlord is like she's like, is this Sorry, a known no, ghost? You said it like it's like a true urban legend. The poop ghost? <laughs> oh, you mean the poop ghost? I just yeah. tossed it out there to see what the reaction um, was. But so it was. Man. Wait, was this the only sign of haunting? Was no, that your no, dog no. started well, pooping in the well, house? Also, my the the landlord is so. I just I, I she's a bitch. She's a fucking bitch. So <laughs> um. So in your new house, do you have your own like uh, tattoo parlor? No. I don't. Do you still have your little ink needles and I giving do. people stick and pokes? I do. I haven't given a stick and poke in a while. If you guys want one, let me know. <laughs> I'm okay for today. <laughs> I, I'm sure you're great at it, but I don't I'm know not. if... Oh, you're not. No. Okay, so then... Who did you give a dollar sign tattoo to? Drew. Drew. I gave him a dollar sign. How many other people's tats have you done? This guy that I... That took my virginity when I was 16. <laughs> I hung out with him again, like, last year. Who is this year. guy? You bring him up. Do I? I feel like don't know. He gave me this. Oh. And I gave him a smiley face on his arm. Oh. And your mom's name is Cindy. Mm-hmm. So is my mom. Wow, goals. Is her, it's her, like, is it Lucinda? Uh, no, Cynthia. Mm, Cynthia. Oh, yeah, your mom's Lucinda. My mom's a Lucinda. And is it true that your mom went to high school with Logan Paul's mom? Mm-hmm. And his mom and his dad. That's My, wild. Our moms are next to each other in the yearbook. Pam Meredith and Lucinda Merrill. Get out of here. And we didn't know that until we'd already known each other for a few months. And I met him in Ibiza. Whoa. Were they friends? His mom did gymnastics with my mom's best friend, who I call my aunt. Or aunt she, uh, in, Why can't I speak English? Uh, I call her Aunt Irini. Her name's Irini. Um, but they did gymnastics together. My mom like knew who she was, but they weren't like friends, I don't think. Small world. Yeah, it's crazy. Hope you're enjoying this conversation. We'll be right back after a quick word from today's sponsor. You know, Mike, I enjoy a nice glass of wine, especially after it's been a long day and I'm winding down with my roommates or if I'm winding down with Patricia, I always like getting excited about a new bottle of wine. But now I'm no expert. I'm totally new to the wine world. 
but I like what I like. But I also love trying new varieties, you know, wines that my local store normally don't carry. That's why I use Vivino. Vivino is the world's biggest online wine marketplace. They are also the largest wine community online, and they have over 50 million users who have rated and reviewed just about every wine there is. And what I love about Vivino is that they carry all of my favorites. I love The Prisoner. I love Donati. Oh, I love a good red wine, a good cab sob. You know what I mean, Mike? That really fits you, the personality. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? You're a guy who enjoys the finer things in life. Thank you, Mike. Plus, what I love about them is they suggest personalized, exciting wines that are customized for my taste. And they've introduced me to some wines that I didn't even know existed. So now I know more about what I like, all thanks to Vivino. And their app has everything you need to know about wine right in your hand. So when you're at the grocery store or the wine store and you want to just do a quick check to see what the reviews are or what some people on Vivino think, it's all right there, one tap away. I love using Vivino anytime I'm at somebody's house and they have a bottle of wine that I think is really, really good. I immediately pull out the app, scan it, and identify what wine it is. So next time I open up the app, I buy it. Jared, our your other manager and our, yeah. my best friend has, uh, he, I was so excited when we got this opportunity because he uses Vivino all the time. He said it's literally his favorite app for wine. Oh yeah. Patricia's dad buys all of his wine from Vivino. He got a huge case of so much really, really great wine. I think it was Silver Oak all through Vivino. They're the best. I gotta admit, I have really stepped up my wine game all thanks to Vivino. So give them a try and trust me, I know you are going to love it. So go to Vivino.com slash Hoot and use code Hoot for 20% off your first order up to $200. Once again, that is Vivino.com slash Hoot. Use the code Hoot, H-O-O-T, for 20% off your first order to up to $200. That's Vivino, V-I-V-I-N-O dot com slash hoot h-o-o-t use code hoot to save 20 percent on your first order up to 200 dollars. that's vivino.com slash hoot and use code hoot seaside for details terms apply and now back to the episode going back to napa um i've only gone once when i was really really younger and i know that you're now 21 so you don't have like the most experience with like all the wineries and stuff but if i ever did visit the region um where should we go the region um i mean like everybody loves french laundry it's like world renowned french laundry is this a restaurant yeah you know you never heard of french laundry it's no. like the governor got in trouble for going there also yeah like, during yeah oh. um it's like so yontville is uh the town right above napa it's like so napa valley yontville? is like yeah yontville. oh my god y-o-u-n-t richest... yeah. oh not yacht like <laughs> yacht, yacht. i thought yacht. like the boats like that's the richest <laughs> no, town yacht. name i've ever heard yachtville, yes we crazy. live in yachtville no no, no. Oh, no, no yacht. right next to margaritaville <laughs> i think i think technically it's pronounced yontville like te- okay. like in fury but it's it's Yonville. Um, so it has the most Michelin star restaurants within like a certain like it's a small town, but like all of the restaurants are like insane. Um, so yeah, if you go, just go to Yonville and, and eat. That's like the best oh, thing you can yeah. do. Do you know the story of why Michelin star restaurants are Michelin star restaurants? Why? You know, Michelin, the company makes tires. Yes. yes. So back like in the early 1900s when tires were new, Michelin realized that their tires were too good and they thought they were going to sell them a lot more frequently, but the tires were just lasting so long. So they came up with this idea in Europe that they would find some restaurant out in the middle of nowhere in the mountains and they would put out a magazine and say, this is a Michelin three-star rated restaurant. You have to go here. So everyone would drive their cars with their Michelin tires 
burn out their tires more frequently and they would put these Michelin star restaurants on these remote locations and now it's just stayed as like a thing where Michelin, the tire company, rates all these really highly rated restaurants. Get out of here. Isn't that a crazy thing? I never knew that. Yeah. What year did that like? Happen? I think it was like in the early night, like when cars were new and Michelin was a, a new company. That's fire. Yeah. So Michelin wow. Star is like Michelin, the tire company started. I always that. thought because every time I think of Michelin Star, I see like the Michelin Man in my yeah, head, and I'm like, that doesn't make company. sense. But like, I thought it was sense. like Michelin. Like, I thought it was like <laughs> some really like Italian magazine and this guild of chefs. It's literally a tire company it. trying like, to get people. Why did I people... never question that? In my head, I saw the Michelin Man, but I didn't ask why. I do not associate him with like fine cuisine. I yeah, do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a fucking marshmallow. Like maybe he's tasty. And uh, he the, Guinness, taste. the Guinness Book of World Records is by the Guinness, Guinness Beer, Beer Company because they realize people like okay. to talk about trivia in the pubs. So they realize we can keep people in the pubs more if we put books about crazy things in our pubs. And so they would just go out and find all these like awards of the Guinness World Record and put them in the in the in the bars because so people would read them and drink more Guinness. This Whoa. is amazing. It's all marketing. This Everything's is marketing. My mind. Wow. Anyway, sorry. I, I, I started to yeah. questions, but you really have blown my mind about those two things. That's crazy. Who have you been listening to lately? That is a great question. Um, I feel like I'm so bad at listening to like new music that comes out. Um, I really like Doja Cat's new album, but like I was listening to it so much that now I'm like already like fried out. I can't like just keep listening to it on repeat. Like today when I was driving, I was listening to like Gorillas randomly and like Oh, Gorillas is really yeah. good. And um I love Plastic Beach. Is there an artist that, like, your audience would be surprised to know that you listen to that you just, like, love? I don't know. I feel like they know all my, like, weird things that I listen to and, like... Do you like like bluegrass or Swedish death metal or like is there no, some weird? No, there's like... this one. There's one country song that I like. I don't even know if it could be considered country, but Tyler Childers, you know him. Oh he's yeah, like, he's great. Yeah, I think Patricia All Yorn. Does. Oh yeah, that song's fire. I randomly will play that song when I'm by myself and be like, I'm all yours and you're all mine. <laughs> So good. Would you ever put out a country song? No, but me and my friend Mac always make jokes about me making Jocelyn country version. It's like, mm-hmm. no, we weren't together, but we're more than friends. Said you couldn't see me while she gave you head. So please don't ever call again. I hope that it was worth it fucking Jocelyn. Damn, that could work. Oh, maybe not with my that fake country big of a accent. toy. I make yeah. a country album, but it's literally just me like singing in like a borderline offensive country <laughs> accent in all of my songs. Yeah. Or you and Casey Musgraves would just like flip. Like she <laughs> does all of your songs, so you do all of hers. Yeah, perfect. That's the way to do it. Is there an instrument that you have not used or like when it came into the studio, like blew your mind as like, wow, this is a sound I didn't even know I wanted or didn't know it would work or is there an instrument that you like want to bring in to your sound that you haven't yet um there's been some random cool little things that producers have brought in or done like my uh one of my producers teddy geiger she's like the best she's teddy geiger yeah wow she's like crazy like but in the best way like i her brain works in ways i could never possibly understand and i'm obsessed with it she has this weird um you know, uh, do you know the song Bubble Pop Electric by Gwen Stefani? I think so. Well, there's this like little, I'll, I'll play this, I'll play a little so you can hear what I'm talking about. There's this like weird sound. It sounds like she's like talking to aliens. It's, it sounds like bubbles almost. And I, we were listening to it over and over again um, in a session. And we were like, I need to make something this unhinged that has this sound. And she goes over and like starts messing with this like keyboard thing that had this sound. And it was so crazy. Let's hear that like. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we put something like that in a song that's going to be on on season two. Ooh. Ooh. Sneak peek. Yeah. I don't know if that, like, I don't know what instrument that was. It's like she had like a keyboard that has, you can put like cool, like different types of synth and things on. So yeah, that was cool. And then actually this is an instrument, but I, I recorded, um, for my song, Call Mom, uh, we did doubles on this like harmonica mic. It was originally made in the 1950s to, to record harmonicas. It's called a green bullet. It's like a little, it's so fun. I love recording on it cause you just hold it in your hand like this and you just like, it's so cute. Um, it's yeah, it's like a little, it's like flat on the top and then it's like a little thing. We'll put green. a photo of it up yeah, on yeah. the screen. Um, and you just put your mouth really close to it and you, it sounds like you're on like 1950s radio. It's like a little muffled and it just has a beautiful Whoa. sound. Um, it can make anything pretty. So I have, I did some, if you hear like the kind of like, um, the crackly, like yeah, old vinyl sound. That's yeah. what it, that's what that is on call mom. And I, I did it on a couple other songs. I don't remember. And when you're, so when you're in the studio with your producers, are you, are, is it very much like a co producing situation where you're like, here's an idea that I had, or they'll pr- present an idea to you. What is it very much like you're directing this and you're just like, this is what I want, make it happen. Or is it more collaborative? Um, it kind of depends. Like sometimes I won't really have anything inspiring me. So I'll be like, play me like some beats or things you've been working on. Like, what are your ideas? Or I'll play a song that's really inspiring me. And I'll be like, I like this bass line or I like this guitar sound or like with bubble pop electric, I was like, I want to make something that's like this weird, it's just keeps going and it's just so like big. So I'll come in with something usually or a concept, whatever it is. And then we'll build off of it. If I don't like what they're doing, I'll tell them like, Hey, can we change this? Or maybe we do this. I've been getting more involved in the production as I've started to understand it more. Cause when I first started out, I, I didn't, I was, it was basically like, I thought I treated it as if I was going in and this person was making a track for me to just write on. And then we were done. And you're the comes. singer and they're the producer. Yeah, and and then it was like, okay, build the track and I'll sing the song and then we'll figure it out later. And peanut I, butter I and jelly yeah. smushed together. <laughs> exactly. Now you have a sandwich. And now, now I'm more educated and knowledgeable about production and i know more things i know what i like and what i think sounds good so i uh i've definitely been getting more involved in that and it's very collaborative and and i'm also more open to taking notes on my writing and like like if they want to change a couple words like i always appreciate that i used to be like no i'm gonna do all the writing and leave me alone more receptive to like (laughs) understanding that there are other collaboration yeah and do you feel that like that's made you a better songwriter? Oh, completely, yeah. Is there an instrument that you'd want to learn how to play, or do you still consider yourself more of like a singer and then the production is the collaboration? Um, I play guitar and piano. I started getting nails again, so it's kind of hard for me to play guitar. <laughs> um, but yeah, I play guitar and piano, and then, uh, but I go through phases. Like, I haven't played in a while. I haven't been doing anything musical, like writing and stuff. I just. You're in like focusing a, on the now of what you like hibernation. Well, state I just of music. like I'm bored. No one's like I, I need something to happen. Like I need someone to like come inspire me. You need like a story to write about. Oh, I really want to learn how to play bass though. I have a bass and I kind of know I can play less I know the better and Ooh. same old mistakes by Tame Impala. Great, both but, great, ba- uh, great but, baseline songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Slap it a bass, man. Okay. But I'm. It's really hard. It's really really hard. <laughs> Playing the bass is hard. Yeah, because it's like you expect it to be similar to guitar, but yeah. you have to like hold it so differently. And in order to get the strings to like sound good without get like they, it's really easy to like you have to like mute it with your hand and like do it. Oh, like you're a, playing like real two finger bass. You're not just going to play with a pick when you play. Can you even play bass with a pick like that? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's a little more punk rock, but you can Mike's do it. Mike's really good. Really? Oh, yeah. You should see him on a bass, on a guitar, <laughs> on a piano. I hate picks. You hate picks? I'm traumatized because when I used to play guitar with a pick, it would always fall in to my oh, acoustic. Oh, to the little sound hole? Yeah. yeah. So you and play now, finger picking? Yeah. and I, Well, I've always just, I, I always just strum with my thumb and like use like these two fingers or yeah. like whatever. Like, um, but 
yeah bass i don't know i never even thought of because it's like you like when you're like when you're playing like less and the better it's like like it would feel weird to do this you're like dun, dun, yeah dun, 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 yeah, dun, yeah, dun, yeah. You know? oh you do not yeah that's yeah it's like it, but but I'm not good at, and I have small hands so it's like it makes things harder for me. But I can like when I practice bass all the time, I was getting like okay. I was getting okay at it. Yeah. But I give up on stuff. I'm a quitter. I'm a big quitter. I if I don't if I don't get something right away, I'm just like Ugh, whatever. I can't do it. Yeah, I just can't get strumming down. Like knowing that it's oh down down up up down up down. See, down, up. I just stopped worrying about strumming patterns and just doing whatever I want. Yeah, <laughs> as long as you have fun with it, do. that's like at the end of the day, it's music. You're playing music. You're not working music. And it's when it comes to writing, to or even if I'm doing a cover, like I can make it my own. So if I want to do a different strumming pattern, I very much will do that. Like I don't give a fuck. And my sister used to be like, "Oh well, you can't go down." Like because in my complicated cover, I'm like in the song, you in the hook it gets higher right like that's like how yeah. typically how songs go the verse is lower and then you like belt the chorus i t- took the chorus down i switched the octave and my sister was like you can't do that that's and i was like you do yeah i can I, yeah. I can do whatever i want because she was in choir and she does all the rules oh, yeah. and i was just was like, like the original singer she was the og yeah you won up there well yeah i tried <laughs> Um, okay, I have one last question okay. then to if we want to wrap it up. What is your favorite thing about getting to be a full-time musician? Probably the fact that I never have to have a real job. Was that something that you were fearful of when you were writing to your fairies growing up? <laughs> yeah. Well, it just seems scary, like having to navigate life. Like I I was lucky because my career kind of got chosen for me. I mean, it's something I always wanted to do when I was little, but like it was solidified when I was like 16. Like I was like, okay, I'm, this is what I'm doing. Like I have, I'm a signed recording artist. I have a hit already. Like I'm doing this and I'm so blessed because I never had to like go to a job interview or like, I mean, I guess set up a resume, I guess signing when you're talking to labels, it's kind of like a job interview, but still like everything was like at least somewhat figured out. Like I was set on the path when I was young. Um, and I'm really grateful for that. And I get to like do something that I love every day which is great. I get to perform. I get to write. I get to use, um, like I, my, my art and my like release, my therapeutic release of writing is my job. That's pretty cool. Damn. It's a good place to be in. Mm-hmm. Well, Olivia, thank you so much for coming today. Did you have a good time? On I had a great time. Great. I had a hoot and a half. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think she's the first guest to ever get prompted with that and actually say it. Really? I think so. And it's like kind of finish it off. Like yeah. That. That's, oh, that made me, that was so well satisfying. Done. Thank I know, you. I wish we could just like, Pulled on a bunch of balloons (laughs) and confetti that we've just been waiting for someone to say that. Uh, Guys, be sure to check out Olivia anywhere and everywhere she is. Listen to her new album and get ready for the second one. Watch her music videos. Follow her on Instagram. Check her out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere. Everywhere. Amazon Music, YouTube Music. Anything you want to plug or tell the audience about? Um, No. All right. Well, hopefully you see her at Lala or Bottle Rock. I think we, I don't know if I'm going to Lala or Bottle Rock, but if I'm there, I'll wave at you from the crowd. And your tour tickets are announced on sale? Yeah, tour is on sale. And a lot of people don't know. They keep commenting like, when's your tour going to get rescheduled? Like, I had tickets to the last show because it was canceled because of COVID. Mm, and I'm okay. like, babe, Google. It's, yeah, it's okay. set. It's okay. there. Olivia, so, yeah. Brian, everybody. 